Good morning, everyone. Oh, this. So before I start talking about uh, Psalm 84, I just want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the genre of the psalm and what um, what kind of theme it comes from and what kind of uh, place it comes from of the psalmist. Um, so there are different types of psalms, for those of you who may not know. There are different, actually, different types of psalms. Um, there's lament psalms, so there's communal lament psalms, there's individual lament psalms. Um, there's thanksgiving psalms, there's psalms of praise, there's wisdom psalms, there's uh, psalms that talk about God as sovereign, so there's royal enthronement psalms, and there's also hymnic psalms. And the psalm that we're talking about today, Psalm 84, is actually, uh, in this tiny, 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 tiny genre, uh, is a psalm about, uh, it's a song of Zion, or a song about the temple, and a song about um, the place where Israel lights would go to um, to worship God. And as I read uh, the psalm throughout my talk today, I just want us uh, to recognize and to uh, observe uh, this song about Zion and the song about the temple. So the psalm starts, and he says, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. A place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. I've recently been wondering what it would be like to live in a different country, to experience a new culture with languages unlike my own, with foods and traditions that are completely foreign to me. And that definitely sounds scary, but it also is a little bit exciting because there's so much to explore and learn about in this world. But every time I think about that, there's always one thing that kind of, uh, kind of has a little hiccup in that plan and a little bit of a, a stoppage, if you will. Another country would be great and amazing to go to, but it's just not home. It wouldn't be the place where I grew up, and it wouldn't be the place where my friends and my family are. Home is a place that is recognizable. It's familiar. And the psalmist in this psalm emphasizes this idea about the temple. It's the dwelling place of God. It's God's home. And it's God's home where he wishes to be. In verse 2, it says that there's a yearning, even fainting, for the courts of God. The entirety of the psalmist's being longs to be near the temple. And the psalmist actually makes this um, unspoken comparison um, of himself to animals, to birds. And no one compares themselves to birds. No one. Who compares themselves to birds? He says, the swallow and the sparrow are in the temple. They are in God's presence. And even they are able to raise their young in the temple of the house of God. So the psalmist has an intense longing in the psalm. And he expresses that uh, longing to be in the courts to worship God in Jerusalem, to be near to God's home. 
The presence of God was extremely important to those living uh, during the times of the Old Testament. You know, at first God dwelt among his people um, in a mobile home, the tabernacle, and now at the times of Solomon, the temple has been built, a permanent dwelling place where God continues to stay amongst his chosen people. To be inside these temple courts was especially important during times of, of festivals and feasts for the Israelites. Um, there's the Passover, um, or Pesach. Sorry if my pronunciation is awful. I apologize to all people who actually speak Hebrew. Uh, the Feast of Weeks, or Shavuot, uh, and the Feast of Tabernacles, or Booths, uh, Sukkot. Um, these three feasts uh, were major events for the people of Israel and are still practiced even today um, to celebrate God's deliverance in Passover um, from uh, the Egyptians in Exodus, uh, the giving of the Torah in the Feast of Weeks, um, and to commemorate the people's time in the desert under God's protection in the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. Um, and these feasts are great reminders of uh, God's providence and his salvific um, protection over um, the Israelites. And as a feast, it is a celebration and a time to worship God. And the temple in Jerusalem was the place to go to to worship and to praise God. So the Psalms blesses uh, those who are in the temple praising God in these verses. And then he continues on and says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Do you ever have those moments in your lives where you just become conscious of everything around you and become conscious of even your breathing? Like even as I say breathing, like everyone in this room is like, oh, I'm breathing now, I'm breathing in and out. And you just become conscious of the fact that you're breathing and living and enjoying the air around us. And like clockwork, we, as human beings, inhale and exhale the air that empowers us to keep moving forward, to act, to live. And as we look at this next section in the psalm, we come to a second blessing that the psalmist gives. It is a blessing for those whose strength is in God to carry out their travels. It is a strength that draws breath, that draws energy, not from themselves, but from a faith in God. It is a strength that focuses on the goal of returning to God's dwelling place, his home, a place that is safe and close to God. And as one of those people who, whose heart is set on pilgrimage to the temple, the psalmist longs to find favor in God's eyes. You know, even as uh, these pilgrims pass through the Valley of Baca, or the Valley of Tears, as some call it. Uh, they make it a place of plenty. 
a place that is considered blessed, a place that is considered um, empowered um, to be plentiful and beautiful, to have autumn rains fall down on them. These pilgrims take a step empowered by the knowledge that they do not have to rely on themselves, but in the knowledge that they serve a powerful and mighty God, the Lord God Almighty, the God of Jacob who has helped their ancestors in the past and who continues to help them in the present. And that they are able to ask for protection from a God because they are his anointed people, his chosen people. And we can look at this psalm and transition to the present, to today. And we look towards Jesus and we seek his strength as we continue to build his house on earth to create a home that helps the marginalized, one that empowers others, one that will fight against injustice. We are to build a home that takes care of one another, to form spaces where we can return to, to worship and praise a God who can remain with us. We are reminded in the psalm today to draw near to God and find our home in a presence that is worthy of our worship. But what about those times where we don't feel close to God? What if we don't feel strengthened as we go about our daily lives? What if our community, the church, that we are supposed to be making a home for people, causes hurt? I know that there have been many times in my own life where I felt beaten and bruised by the world around me. You know, we can get so exhausted by work, by relationships, by school, by the media around us. And God seems so far away in those moments. And while I could simply say uh, a common Christian response uh, from this, from this, uh, this place, um, to just pray about it or to just keep seeking God. Um, I think there's something more that we can do as members of a community uh, for those who face situations of grief and lament and even those who face deep hurt because of their own churches and communities. You know, there have been many who have been badly burned and exhausted by the church. You know, sometimes the message that you just need to keep going isn't helpful for those people to someone who's traumatized by a place that should be their home. And of course, as Christians, we are called to be uh, persevering, to continue to praise God and worship God. But I think that we can't just say to a person that sh they should just get close to God without first creating safe spaces for people, for those people, and for ourselves to express their grief and their hurt as a part of their journey, as a part of their pilgrimage to finding a closeness to God. We can take the time to learn to stop trying to give all of the answers first and instead recognize those that are hurting. We can take a moment on our journey to recognize that others may need to have a break to stop. And some people may find that their pilgrimage takes longer.
some people may find that there are issues along the way that are holding them up. But I think, and it is my hope, that no one travels alone. No one should have to be on a pilgrimage alone. The psalmist continues on and he um, finishes off his psalm with a very famous line, blessed is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. We as a church are called to be a place that people can call home. And it is my hope that we strive to be a place at St. George's where people can joyously come and call home. To be a place where people can say that it isn't just better to be here, but it's the best to be here. A haven to those who are weary. I hope we can be a place that recognizes and listen to those who are hurting and grieving. So much so that we can be proud to invite others in where they're at in their pilgrimage. It is my hope that we can also trust in a God who is worthy of our worship to guide us in discerning what our pilgrimage today and onwards looks like. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for uh, your great love for us today. We thank you for your protection that has been over us, God. I pray um, as we continue to go on this journey, um, seeking closeness to you, God, that we may not forget others along the way. I pray for uh, great strength um, and power um, to continue forwards um, in a world that seems um, hard and difficult sometimes. God, I pray for um, healing um, in your church, God. And I ask that um, you may continue to uh, lead us um, as we trust in you. In your name, amen.